Welcome back to Let's Be Great 1-5, a YMCA of the Rock River Valley podcast dedicated to all things healthy living. I'm Gina Carvelis. And I'm Melissa Burns. Well, after last week's episode, we understand BMR or basal metabolical rate a bit better, if I could say it a bit better, <laughs> we, can start, we can start discussing macros and just, you know, how they play into the puzzle. Yeah. And I, I think it is a good idea that when we started to talk about this topic, we decided to make it a three-part series so that we could really learn what we needed to know before we started talking specifically about macro tracking. There really is a lot to this. Yeah, there really is. Um, and so we're, we'll start breaking it down and, and just really discuss, you know, what macros really are. There are three of them. So there's proteins, carbs, and fats. The biggest distinction between them, aside from what they provide for our body function, is that protein and carbs each contain four calories per gram, but fats are more than double that those are at nine calories per gram. Right. And I think it's worth mentioning, I never knew this until I started paying better attention to macros, that if you're already using a fitness or food tracker, like my fitness pal or something similar to that, usually they provide that macro breakdown, even in their free version. So I was always just mm -hmm. looking at calories. And I think that's kind of what we tend to pay the most attention to when we're sort of tracking things. But if you use that app, that macro feature is really, really helpful and super easy to read and understand usually, and I know for sure in my fitness pal, they display that information. They break it out into a pie chart. So you can kind of mm -hmm. see where, where your breakouts are. I love that they switched it over to the free version that used to have to, you used to have to pay extra, you know, yeah, for that. Yeah, and nice. I have no affiliate with my fitness pal, but I'm just a user of it. And I yeah. think that's great. And it's such a good um, starting place. If you're just starting to look at macros and starting yeah. to get an understanding of that, I think um, looking at that pie chart, like you said, how it breaks it down is really cool. Yep. So yeah, macro recommendations really vary, you know, just depending on what your goals are, where you're at in your health journey. Um, some macro breakdowns are very specific while others are more in a range so that you can sort of play around to find out, you know, really what works best for you. Yeah. And that's a good point. We're all unique and our macros need um, to also be unique for many reasons. And I always remind people, you know, you're probably going to get the puzzle figured out, but things change as we get older or our activity levels increase or decrease. So once you figure it out and it's working well for you, there might come a time when you have to uh, retweak it based on those changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so should we start with fats? I guess it's the, yeah. the one breakdown, right? The one that everyone talks, I feel like one of the, out of the three most common ones that are talked about, but you know, the biggest distinction with, uh, with this macronutrient nutrient is that it contains more calories. Like I had said previously per gram than proteins and carbs. So remember the fats contain nine calories per gram and carbs and protein only contain four. Mm -hmm. So the higher calories means fat has the best energy storage for our bodies. Some diets such as keto are very fat heavy and that works for some people. doesn't work for everybody, but I, you know, I do think that, um, keto is very, uh, common or a lot of people have heard of keto mm -hmm. diet before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. There's pros and cons to every different type of diet, but you really got to find out what's going to work well for you. And I, I will say, you know, with keto, um, you know, being heavier in fat, it, that's a hard diet to follow, you know, mm -hmm. for a long time, but definitely picked up, um, some popular points. I felt like a few years back and mm -hmm. there's still people that have found some great success with it, but 
definitely talk to your doctor, make sure that that's the best thing for you. Um, you know, you, you Google keto and you're going to see all kinds of things. And so I, I just recommend the best thing to start is to, uh, talk to your doctor first. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, fats are complicated, I think, because there's all kinds of forms and they all kind of contain some of the same words. Um, so there's like trans fats and polyunsaturated mono, and we're going to talk about some of those, but if there's only one thing you remember, just remember that trans fats are the bad ones. So those are what we really want to avoid entirely. Other fats, you know, fat's good for you. Our bodies need fat. We need fat for energy, just like we just talked about we don't need trans fats. And those are the Mm -hmm. ones that are found in those highly processed foods. So if you ever walk into your grocery store and you see like the, the chocolate coated donuts in the little white bag, those are probably loaded (laughs) with trans fats. Um, those kinds of, don't say probably, they are. (laughs) well, I don't know. Like, I don't know for sure. I don't, and I don't want like, you know, the hostess company coming at me, but, (laughs) but you can pretty much assume like some of those cookies um, that are packaged. Now, if you're making homemade cookies and you're using butter, uh, the trans fat won't be as high as, as that, that, that highly processed trans fat. Um, Another really good example, and I hate to say this, it's going to break some hearts. Microwave popcorn is another example. Um, Same, same thing with fried foods, most fried foods, like your French fries and your onion rings and, and donuts, very high in trans fats. And we want to avoid those, those nasty fats. Yeah. It can be very addicting too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you eat one donut, it's hard to stop. So, mm-hmm. or you make some popcorn, just the smell of it, even, you know, so, I know, I know. Oh gosh. Well, there's also, you know, saturated, unsaturated fats, which occur naturally in animal and plant sources unsaturated is probably the healthiest of those two. And there are two types of these. So polyunsaturated and monounsaturated and monounsaturated um, are found in nuts and oils like sesame and olive, and it may help lower your, your LDL or, you know, your, or that bad cholesterol. Um, so yeah. So, you know, if you ever look at what are common things to eat, you know, on a healthy well-rounded diet, you're going to see nuts, a part of that or almonds Mm -hmm. and, um, very, very common. Yeah, for sure. And and the only thing to remember with, with those and with anything that is high in fat is they're fat, they're going to be high in calories too. Nuts are very, very Mm -hmm. healthy, but um, that's the reason I bring them in a small portion when I bring them to work. If I brought the whole bag of almonds, I'll eat the whole bag of almonds. If I bring (laughs) my little handful, that is a a healthy, a healthy portion for the day, then that keeps me on track. That's a good Um, point. Real quick. Like when I have taken almonds before and you know, you're, you're eating with someone, you know, that doesn't, they're like, how many almonds? You don't even have that many in a bag. I think if you actually look at what a serving is for almonds, yeah. it's not that many. A lot of people think, oh, I can grab a huge handful. No, and depending not. on what your hand size is. I mean, you're probably grabbing like 30 almonds and you right. probably should only have like 10 to 15. Exactly. So. Yes. That's why I don't bring the bag because it's, it's very easy to, you know, you have a couple and they taste good, you know, and they're satisfying. Yeah. So yeah, you, you do have to watch your portion control with some of these. There are healthy, high fat foods, avocados being another one. Um, but you, you just want to watch your portions with that. 
Um, so you mentioned the monosaturated or monounsaturated, sorry. Um, there's also polyunsaturated fats and those include the omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. Again, very important. They help protect against cancer and heart disease. Those are the ones that we find in fish like tuna and salmon. They call those kind of the fatty fish. Um, and again, I know this can get a little confusing, but the biggest nugget to take away from fats is to avoid trans fats and not to hold on to the belief that all fat is bad because it's not. Our bodies, again, I say this, need those good, healthy fats found in nuts and seeds and their oils and things like avocados, which I love avocados. I probably eat an avocado or half an avocado every single day. <laughs> I do love avocados when you can find a good one. I've had yeah. some bad ones too. And yeah, then you're, yeah. it's so depressing when you open it up and you're like, no, oh, I, know. <laughs> I know when they've gone bad or sometimes I the, just recently, I don't know, maybe it's the season I cut into my avocado. I make that little cut all the way around, twist it open. And the seed is like almost as big as the whole, the whole thing. And so it's oh, like really? this little tiny wow. bit of green. Yeah. It's <laughs> so disappointing. So then I eat the whole avocado. I don't just eat half when the seed is <laughs> occupying all of the space. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Well, the role fat plays from a nutrition standpoint is as an energy source. So, you know, it helps support cell growth, um, protect your organs. It helps, you know, your body absorb certain nutrients. So um, definitely, you know, it's important that you have a diet that has fat included in it. Yeah, for sure. And, and so we're just emphasizing here. We, I, I know people that go to those, those really extreme fat cutting diets. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it can be good to, to take some of that unhealthy fat out of your diet, but you do need that fat and extreme fat cutting can be harmful. Um, I read an article from Harvard health publishing when we were sort of doing some research for this podcast and cutting too much, too much fat can deprive the body of what it really needs for optimal functioning. So again, we need fat. We just have to make sure we're making those healthy choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, protein is a little less complicated. Protein's probably the most crucial macro and, and it won't, you won't really find a diet that severely restricts protein, or at least you shouldn't, um, you know, protein sources can come from both plants and animals. And unlike fats and carbs, protein can't be stored in the body um, you know, to be used later, although, you know, excessive protein can be converted to carbohydrate or fat. So just like anything you, you know, too much of anything is not necessarily good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it can be hard to get the protein we need, and it can be even more difficult if you're following a vegan or vegetarian diet. Um, cause the sources that typically tend to be very high in protein are animal sources. Um, it can be tricky to find those like plant-based, low fat, high protein sources of food. Um, tofu would be one of the exceptions to that, but then tofu, it can be questionable because it's very highly processed and it's soy based, which isn't always a great option for some people. Um, I actually changed my own diet from veganism because of this. I was really struggling to get my protein in and I noticed that I could tell in mm -hmm. like not being able, you know, I could just tell in, in like my like not being able to grow muscle and just sort of waited out and decided that I was going to add back in tuna, salmon, and eggs because they're really excellent sources of low fat, easily utilized protein. Um, and, and there you want to, you do want to consider the utilization rate of certain foods because sometimes proteins and things like powders and drinks and bars 
aren't as easily utilized by the body. So whole mm-hmm. eggs have the highest utilization rate and, that, and that's just at 48%, which doesn't, doesn't really seem that high, but things yeah. like whey, soy, and nuts are only 18%. So that's why I'm not always a huge fan of those powdered protein mixes and bars that say on oh, 30 grams of protein, a mm-hmm. lot of that protein isn't getting used by the body the way that we you know, hope it will, can, can be a little bit deceiving. Yeah. Yeah. When, you know, we were talking about almonds as a quick little snack earlier. And I feel like uh, nowadays you can just find hard boiled eggs at a store. You don't have to, yeah. you know, boil it yourself and then have to crack it open and peel it and everything. I mean, you can buy them ready made, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that's such a great thing to take with you to work or, you know, yeah, if you have sure. refrigeration with you, but um, you know, that's a really good alternative. So yeah. Um, you know, and, and not to, or, and, you know, to touch on what proteins do for our body, they are made up of amino acids, which are key for things like immunity, muscle growth, tissues, organs, you know, protein is also an energy source, but not an immediate one. So your body will tap into protein stores once it's exhausted the fat and carb stores. So it's critical, definitely a critical macronutrient for endurance athletes. Um, so I'm not an endurance athlete, but I do love <laughs> eggs. <laughs> uh, proteins, it really is. It's so important. I, I, and I probably most of us don't get enough, but it's really great for it. It can help improve your bone health. It can help heal injuries. Um, all, nec- all, all of our macronutrients are important, but if this is one we really want to make sure we're not skimping on the recommendations for Um, how much protein a person should get can be as high as one gram per pound of your ideal body weight. So if you think about that, what you weigh or what you, what you would weigh at like what your ideal weight, that's, that can be a lot. So let's say 150, 150 grams of protein in a day is a lot. When you think um, a chicken breast has about 15 or 15, 53 grams Mm -hmm. and an egg has about six. So if you need 150, you would need to eat three chicken breasts or, you know, do the the eggs. It's a lot. So it can be a challenge. Um, And again, that goal number fluctuates depending on the goals. And when we, and in our third episode, we're going to really talk about macro tracking and breaking it all out. Um, Sometimes that goal number can be like 0.8 times your ideal body weight, but just Mm -hmm. using one, because it's easier for me to do the math while we're talking (laughs) about it. Um, It's a lot when when you think about getting that much protein. And if you opened up your fitness tracker right now and looked at your pie chart under your nutrition, (laughs) I bet you're going to see that your protein is probably smaller. Most of us than our carbs and our fats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so that leaves us with carbs. And I I think we need to remember that carbs aren't all bad. So, you know, people associate some less than healthy foods like white bread, pasta with carbs, but you know, they are, um, you know, which they are, but, you know, fruits and vegetables are also carbs and we all need carbs in our diet for energy and, and body function. It's, they all play a part. So taking one out, you know, is not the best option. Yeah, for sure. And another example of how, how this can be so confusing. Um, I read a lot about nutrition. It's just something I'm interested in and I, I like to kind of learn, you know, what's the newest, but, um, you know, whole grains and pastas have always been considered sort of healthier options because they contain more fiber and they haven't had that hole removed. And that's where some of those nutrients are, but there's even an argument against that because 
having not had that removed, it's a little harder for us to digest. And so mm-hmm. there's always, you know, two schools of, of thought or more. And that's why, you know, people get four-year degrees in this stuff because <laughs> it's confusing and it's always changing. You know, there was a time when they told us, don't eat eggs. Eggs are terrible for you. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you high cholesterol. Then they came back and said, oh, it's okay to eat the egg. Just don't eat the egg yolk because that's where the (laughs) cholesterol is. Now they say, if you're only eating the white and you're not eating the yolk with it, the yolk is what helps you um, utilize all of the protein in the white. So you have to eat the whole egg. So it's come full circle. You know, it's crazy (laughs) that you kind of just have to keep reading and keep educating and and see what they're telling us now. (laughs) That's why we're in this industry because it's always changing. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, vegetable sources of carbs, you know, include both fibrous and starchy too. So we can't forget, you know, the vegetables, but fibrous mm-hmm. are things like greens, uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and starchy are vegetables like potatoes, corn, and even peas. So, you know, if you've ever um, followed just any diet, they always mention go for the darkest green vegetable. Mm-hmm. That's your best option. Um, which is true, you know, and the starchier ones are going to be those lighter colored ones, maybe sweeter in taste. Um, so very easy to identify, even if you don't really know all the ins and outs of, you know, fibrous versus starchy. Right. And, and, you know, starchy vegetables aren't bad. They're not bad for you, but it's just, you just want to remember that they do contain more carbs usually. And so Mm -hmm. if you're trying to limit your carbs, you want to eat your vegetables, you, but, but stick to those, those green fibrous vegetables. You also have the advantage of something that contains more fiber. Um, fiber is not a macronutrient, but it's really important part of a healthy diet. It's what fills you up. And it's also what keeps your digestive system really healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so now that we've explained what macronutrients or macros are, it helps us understand what we need to know when we start to talk about tracking macros and playing around with the different percentages of each one, you know, in our diet, or as we've been talking about the pie chart, the wheel (laughs) and my fitness pal, if that's what you look at. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to do our, our kind of our final deep dive in our third and final series on macros. So be sure to tune in next time when we're going to put all these puzzle pieces together to help to hopefully help you have a better understanding of how actually truly tracking those macros might help you reach your fitness goals. Yes. So make sure you like us and subscribe to Let's Be Great One Five so you don't miss an episode and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you.